Ladies and gentlemen, let's do it like this. Huh? You know the fucking vibes? Trying to get y'all to make love before the beginning of the show. With you on my mind, I got my Stevie Wonder glasses on. Let's go. Butterflies when I'm looking in your eyes, and the rays change up like seasons. I be the shoulder you can lean whenever you wanna cry out. This record's called and Company. You know that's life. Now it's written in the stars, you can see it when we fly out. You're my type of company. Woo! No problems. Like summer breeze. When I'm tall, right yes. on top of me. No clock, ride or die. You're my type of company. company. When no problems. Got your luckily. Now you're mine. Like a symphony. Girl, you ride. Oh my God. That boy Ed Sharon drop came in for the embers. Stayed out for the breeze. I don't know. This one don't fit as well. Don't fit. It don't fit with the other two. Elements to remind me. <laughs> There's beauty when it's bleak. Gotta rock out. Gotta rock out. Stuck out 
four lights down Why do I breathe? Oh, I know The more that I love The less that I feel Congratulations on winning that case Cause you was about to be asked out, boy They say that all scars Heal, but I know Maybe I Am I the only one that see myself in like a rom-com sitting on like a little little bridge or something looking into the water when I hear songs like this? That's just me. That's just me? Yeah. Okay, you're dirt. All right, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Stones crash on the boardwalk. One time for Vaseline, boy. One time for Vaseline, boy. New designer. This song's kind of alright. That's why I threw it on here. We're about to get into the show. Wait, this shit type fire. I told you it's kind of alright. Wait. <laughs> Another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAB, and I am here with Jordan. She's back for another episode. Jordan Janae. Oh, Jordan Janae. You want, okay? All right. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. All right. It's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this episode almost didn't happen. Um, <laughs> you got an old man you want to talk about? What? Repeat that. Got an all man moment. You know what I mean? Uh, some... I have an all man moment every day. <laughs> life be life in. Life do be life in. You gotta laugh it out. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So, so I don't that... mini breakdown, but yeah, I mean they happen. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I don't think mine is like right though, because I'm laughing though. Yeah, I mean you Harley Quinning it out a lot today. <laughs> Might want to get that checked out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know neither. <laughs> See a pigeon get hit by a car and just start laughing. Start laughing. <laughs> I, I just telling you, numb. All right, it's about to turn to a therapy session. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all man moment. Do I have an all man moment? Um, I feel like I did. Then you had your whole shit happen, <laughs> and I don't remember nothing. <laughs> I don't remember nothing I had planned for this episode. Um, so we're just going to get into the topics. Uh, and we're going to start off with the opera. 
So there was a lady that apparently let off a large moan as she received a full body orgasm at the opera. Now, I don't know what the fuck Beethoven song that was <laughs> that caused that reaction. But uh, <laughs> wait, so she just randomly let out a moan. She just was the you. They have a clip circulating and you hear like the music playing and everything. And then you just hear this woman just scream kind of kind of <laughs> kind of aggressively. Um, and they said it was due to a, a full body orgasm. Now, I don't know what caused the orgasm. She might have felt the music. That's what I'm saying. I don't, Beethoven, I heard he had bars back in the day, so I don't, I don't know if if this it is could a, have reminded her of like someone. Now, now here's the question: You ever been freaky in a place you wasn't supposed to be being freaky? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's my mom going. <laughs> Tell her not to. <laughs> um, movie theaters. I mean, of course. Uh, okay. Everybody wild out at the movie yeah. theaters. You you sound like you got another secret story though. The, the uh, look at uh, the look at your <laughs> eye is telling me you was at the doctor's office getting it. Nah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> if I'm going to the doctor's office just to get checked out, like I don't got time to be. Yo, getting it off in the doctor's that's office wild. is wild. insane. That's wild. That's wild for sure. Don't tell me you was on the airplane doing craziness. Nah. Okay. Nah. I'm sleeping on an airplane. I'm trying to think. It's definitely movie theaters, but like, come on, everyone's on it. I mean, I feel like mine's is basic movie theaters, car, yeah. car, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like in the park. In the park. Yeah. I haven't. I. I mean, a little bit, a little freaky. Now, I, I ain't say all the way. So yeah, a little freaky in the park. It's happened before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what that oh mean? <laughs> No comment. You got another and see, nah. <laughs> this episode about to end real abrupt. <laughs> it's about to be a real I'm quick. I'm about episode. to put all my shit out there. <laughs> nope. So this shit can circle back to. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So full body orgasm, though. That has that's crazy. Yeah that that sounds uh, that sounds like they had the vibrating vibrating panties or something going on. She wasn't on. with her man or anything. I gotta look more into the story because I just saw that and I was just kind of like, all right, niggas is wilding. Because at the opera, it's not the time. I mean, of all places. It's mad quiet in there. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be getting off at a play. Everybody's stacked on top of each other at plays and operas. So, it's like, what are y'all even doing? Was this woman Caucasian? Most likely. I think it was a translucent. Um, let, me, let me see if I can find. translucent? Yeah. That's my, <laughs> that's my politically <laughs> correct terminology for uh, dumb, dumb peoples when they be doing craziness. Um, let me see. I got, I think I have it in my notes here. Um, yep. Here we go. Nope. This is not it. Ooh, thank God that didn't play. Cause y'all would have been confused as shit. Um, if I can't find it in two seconds, it's not that important, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't know what the full story is. All I know is Shorty was in at the opera, gave off a, a loud groan, and the reasoning was she had a full-off experience in terms of this uh, orgasmic moment. Shit, what opera was she at? 
<laughs> Facts, was this in New York? Like, like where was this hat? <laughs> Yo. And I'm wondering, now if you're security, how do you feel having to escort somebody out? Because <laughs> they had a full body orgasm. That is wild as well. I this whole scenario just don't make any sense. I'll just be laughing. Yeah, I'd be you like, can't be serious with that, Shorty. You, uh, yeah. you got, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. Uh, my my man's. Uh, <laughs> I know you pay for a ticket, but you ain't pay for a ticket for that. Uh, got it. All right, so let's 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 listen to this. <laughs> oh, this doesn't have the audio. Okay, so it says several concert goers describe the woman's climactic moment Friday. From a balcony at the packed Walt Disney concert hall. Damn, you did this in Mickey Mouse house? You did it at Mickey Mouse house? That's crazy. Oh, no, nah, she's a freak. Every- <laughs> she's a freak. <laughs> Everyone kind of turned to see what was happening. Damn, Molly Grant, they put her whole government out. Who was sitting near the... Oh, oh no, okay, Molly Grant didn't do it, y'all. Who was sitting near, near the overjoyed woman told Los Angeles Times on Sunday... I saw the girl after it happened, and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing, and her partner was smiling and looking at her. Oh, so her man's was right there, like in an effort to not shame her. She said it was quite beautiful. <laughs> yo, yo. She said it was. It Miley was, said it was quite beautiful. Miss G- Molly Grant said it was quite beautiful. <laughs> Y'all niggas is different. Yeah, they really are. Because if it was a black woman, y'all have been talking about how ghetto we was. Mm-hmm. How we, have we no was, decorum. Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Who let these hooligans in this fucking building at Disney? I, I was about to say at Disney too. Yeah, nah. You want some different type of time? That that's some that's some next shit. Who else was on some different type of time? And apparently was Chris Brown, as there are reports that have been circulating all weekend. About him putting the pause on Usher. So as the story goes, Usher gives or puts on a surprise skate party for Chris Brown's birthday. Um, Tiana Taylor, this is one of the stories running around. And Chris Brown haven't been in communication since his performance at the American Music Awards was canceled last year. And apparently he's upset with her regarding that still and so when she showed up to the party he had a bunch of fuck yous and bitches that came out his mouth and then usher came over to kind of mitigate the situation and then as the story goes chris brown's group jumps usher thoughts comments concerns why is he mad at tiana though I think I don't I don't know, honestly. Is she the head director of the American <laughs> Choice? Like I'm I'm confused. It's still a lot of holes missing in this story. It's a lot of holes because my number one question would be why are you mad at like what did she do personally yeah. that make you like made you mad at her? I don't yo, at this point in time, I don't even think niggas need to do anything. Chris Brown just be wilding. Yeah, he does. Th- he I, needs to chill. Yeah, I think he's too talented for all this. Like his legacy is unfortunately going to continue to be tarnished mm-hmm. because he isn't doing himself any justice to get away from all of the allegations and all of the negative things that have surrounded his career about his abusiveness, about him being aggressive, 
all those things. Like the best thing for him to do at this moment in time is just make music and keep his head down. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every other month we get a Chris Brown update and it's about either him being accused of some shit or him actually being involved in some type of altercation. He just might like the drama. Yeah, but a nigga that make drama that likes drama is that ain't it to me. No, I agree. I agree, but at the same time, I'm just I'm confused cuz <laughs> Usher was just singing happy birthday and then they fighting. I don't Usher was dead singing that man happy birthday. And from the video that I seen, Tiana Taylor is sitting there very unbothered like minding her because she probably knows she like yeah, this nigga like, wilding. Yeah racist like <laughs> but even more you know when somebody ignoring you yeah. he was like wait all the stupid the fuck bitch yeah. fuck you and she's like whatever i wonder what i'm eating tonight. yeah <laughs> what i'm gonna feed my children <laughs> what my husband doing now that's the other question where was iman where I was like he's always out of like sight like he's never <laughs> and i like that about him though like he's never in no yeah but no you shit. need to be a little you need to be a little bit insight when homie is getting aggressive towards no, oh your, yeah definitely towards your wife like that that is the one time where i'm definitely on some like all right my yeah. nigga like you doing too much and your husband her husband should have put popped up and put him in his place but it's unfortunate because if usher did all of that for chris and chris turned around and was whether he was drunk, whether he was on the sugar booger, whether he was on <laughs> bo- the, the booger sugar, sugar <laughs> booger sugar, whatever the fuck you want to call oh. it, whether he was on all that shit or not, like it's very unfortunate that that's what he would do to someone that we all consider to be a legend. Like that, that ain't it. I'm, I'm not okay with it. I'm not gonna like. I be trying to be on some like let's wait and see with Chris, and I'm still, I'm still like that to yeah. an extent, but then he just. Yeah. Does some shit again. I'm giving that grace for this moment, <laughs> but at the same time, all the evidence is starting to point to Chris, you need some type of help. He does. He does. He doesn't know how to control his emotions. Yeah. And yeah. he's literally like one of those type of men that don't do well with rejection, don't do well with anything that he feels is disrespect to him as a man. Right. It's a pride shit. Right. He doesn't know how to. Just be like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, yeah, we ain't even got to. That's why, like, if I was him, I would ignore her right back. Shit, if I didn't like her or felt away, like, you ain't going to get no reaction out of me. Yeah. Because that's growth. And a lot of people don't have that yet. But he should at that. How old is he? 34? 33? 34. 34? Yeah, 34. 33, 34. One of the two. Well, no, he just probably turned 34. Yeah, he just turned 34. So, I mean, yeah, nah. I, I I mean, I think that's what ended up happening with him and, and Drake, too, right? Then he throw the bottles at Drake because he saw Drake in the club mm-hmm. after the Rihanna situation. And it's just too much. It's too much. He does have, it seems to be anger issues. Yeah, he has a temper. Yeah, and he and needs to get that. From zero to 100 real fast. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no in between. Like, it's not even like, let me talk to you. Like, he's already at 100 by the time you even go to him. Like, yeah. Like, what conversation was he going to have with Tiana after the fuck yous and the bitches came out? Like, what? Yeah, like, what you want me to say to you? <laughs> yeah, like, you already done disrespecting me. Like. Yeah, okay, let's sit down and talk about it, Chris. No, get the fuck out my face now. And maybe that's what she was doing on her phone. Maybe she was calling Iman, like, um, park the car, come and handle this nigga, please. Because <laughs> like, he's acting wild. Or she literally was like, I'm showing. Like, this shit yeah. don't affect me. Yeah, still she, getting paid. She probably seen this yeah, shit before. Yeah, like she knows who, like they 
We were friends for years, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. she like this is this she, is him. She knows what's up. The the crazy part <laughs> is he performed at Lovers and Friends the next day. So I don't listen. I, it's starting to sound like it's above my pay grade. These niggas is too rich for me to even be minding their business. Mm-hmm. That's what it's starting to feel like. Um, another rich bunch of niggas that we probably should be minding their business. Much should not be minding their business. We should mind our own business. Is Carisha and Diddy who popped out back together, uh, smiling. And- I wish people would just leave them alone. <laughs> Listen, I'm a Carisha stan. Like I love me some Carisha. And sis said what she said. She don't give a fuck. She don't care. And what's wrong with that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with it. She a grown ass woman. <laughs> she should be able to do whatever the fuck she want. If she want to continue to go back to a nigga um, that she felt maybe she was off of a moment ago, I feel like you have every right to do it. Um, and I don't feel like she's the type. The only time I have an issue with it is when people do that and then they run to the Internet afterwards when shit goes the way everybody told them it was going to go in the first place but carisha doesn't do that carisha don't run back to the internet she you know what i mean she takes her l in silence if it is a l and she keeps it pushing what my question is though is when do you know you and somebody go together real bad <sighs> because clearly they don't have titles so i but Everyone keeps asking them, do y'all go together real bad? And this time Diddy said they do, even though he's still maintaining that they don't have titles. So when do you feel like you and somebody go to go together real bad? We have to have an understanding. So y'all yeah. have to have a, do y'all yeah. talk about it or do you just assume it after, after a while? <clears throat> See, this is a complicated question. I feel like nowadays... It needs to be talked about, like, nowadays. You add, and nowadays, you talking about at your big old age? Just, no, just because this generation is just all types of, when it comes to dating and dealing with people. So you're saying culturally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So culturally, so back in the <laughs> 90s, because you were definitely a girl that loved 90s, 80s, and mm-hmm. all them type of movies. Back in those days, it was a little bit easier, right? Like, if you were just... Niggas just claim women a lot, lot quicker with their mm-hmm. actions, and if even if the title wasn't said, all of their actions made it known that Definitely. that was their girl. Nobody else need to mess yeah. with that. In today's day and age, a conversation is a must. I I think at this point I would need a conversation. Like, tell me what's up. Are we we in this together? Or are we not? So let's say a nigga is <clears throat> like they around you twenty four seven. They calling you. They texting you. When y'all go out, like they real protective, but they never, they never said, like, "Yo, you my chick, like you're you're my, you're my girl." Do you still feel like you can play the field? <laughs> Just asking the question. Hey. Oh, um, see. If it's all that, then after a certain point in time, you still need to have respect for that person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. We got we to gotta delve into that a little bit. What does that look like? Respect? What does that mean? I would say if we were, if we with each other every day, you calling me, I'm calling you, like, we doing couple shit. Like, mm-hmm. we pretty much acting like we're a couple. Mm-hmm. Then, like, it, I feel like it's common courtesy, which a lot of people don't have and don't have common sense. Like. Right. 
or don't have respect, don't sit here and, you know, go fuck someone when, you know, I'm giving you all my time and my attention. Can they go on a date with somebody? See, this is where I said conversations need to be had. Are we mm. being, you know, honest? Are we being upfront about shit? Like, if you telling me, like, listen, like, we seeing each other heavy, but we still not together, and we cash so casually dating other people. Or I had guys that I dated casually that told me, like, I'm talking to another girl. Like, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm saying conversations need to be had. Be upfront with me. When niggas tell you that they are talking to another girl. Honestly, how does that make you feel? Are you comfortable with that or does that make you cool off them? Um, at this moment in time, like, cause I'm doing me at the same time. So like, mm-hmm. how can I sit here and tell you, you can't date someone when I'm over here still casually dating other people too. Like, but if it wasn't that case, yeah, I would feel away a little bit. I probably wouldn't go as hard for him though. Like, I would keep it at a certain level. Like, until you show me, like, you good off those other women. Mm. But you're not going to get much out of me. Like, it's going to be real casual. Like, and what does that look like? Does that look like when they call, if you ain't feel like talking, you ain't talking, as opposed to if you feel like you heavy with somebody, no matter when they call, you picking up? Yeah, like, I'm going to keep it very, like, you know, I'll see you here and there. We'll text when we text. We'll talk when we talk. It don't got to be... 24 7 every day you know when i do see you don't expect really much out of it other than like us having a good time probably on like some type of friendship type shit but i'm not gonna go heavy for someone knowing that he's out here talking to other women mm-hmm. so, how about you like let's reverse this okay okay which one you want to start with you don't even remember all the questions no, I do <laughs> I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you came real strong. Like, like nah, how about this? We going to reverse like, it. How about not, you? Like, why am I the only one answering questions? I mean, I'm just asking. You know what I mean? Because okay, I'm the, so I'm I'm the question. I'm going to reverse it. Like, um, I, you don't even remember the damn questions. Now I got to go back in my memory bank and remember <laughs> the fuck I asked you. Um, Let's see. In terms of, yeah, like. If I, I feel like there's a couple of things that happen and I don't want this to sound any type of way because I'm sure it happens for women as well. But as a male, I can only speak from my perspective as a male and dealing with women, my understanding of women, when they start to tell you about other men, they already aren't taking you seriously. So if you're talking to, if you're talking to a girl and y'all are on some romantic level and she's telling you about the other men that she is entertaining, she's not necessarily thinking about you in the long run. Mm. And I don't know if that same experience is on the flip side. Like, I don't know if you're dating a man and that man is saying, like, you know, telling you about women I can only talk from my perspective. If I'm doing that with a woman, I'm doing it because I want to be honest with them. That doesn't necessarily take away from my feelings towards Mm -hmm. them. But I know that honesty with women is a big thing. So I'd rather us be in a space where I'm being honest with you and telling you, listen, I am still dating, Mm -hmm. but I'm rocking with you. Yeah. um, As opposed to lie or anything of that nature. 
So I don't feel like it is the same. Like I think when women telling when when a woman is telling a man like, yeah, I'm about to go on a date tomorrow. She's kind of letting you know, like this shit ain't that serious. So don't don't get your hopes up. Like I feel like women oftentimes find themselves in spaces where they have to give hints to men as to what this is, as opposed to being direct, because sometimes being direct puts them in danger with goofy niggas. That hit. That hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one hit. Um, no, I definitely can see what you're saying. But most of the time, like, we do, it's not that we don't really s- see that we can't see a future with them, but it could be on a selfish realm. Like, we're trying to find the best candidate, which one could fit. You know? We're going to return right home up. <laughs> we got a commercial break. Hold up. So it's on some selfish. I mean, I'm saying that's a selfish mentality to think that way, but to try. But when y'all tell when y'all tell a nigga that, though, are are you expecting him? I never said we tell. (laughs) I never said that. I never said that. And I'm not saying I do this either. I want to make this clear. I'm just saying that, you know, Nah, you just have a different perspective, the female perspective. Yeah. Some women will you know, date numerous men at once. And it's not because they don't, every man has a different quality about them. Yeah. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And same with women. Like when you guys date us, like, so I feel like at this point, like it's just, you know, we trying to, we trying to figure out which one is suited well for us. Like, but I feel like when y'all tell the niggas that y'all dating, that y'all dating other niggas, there's normally a motive behind it. Uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong, what but I feel like motive? what type of motive I feel like if I'm dating a shorty today, right, and we go on a date and we're talking and I'm like, yeah, so what you about to do for the weekend? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, tomorrow I'm about to go, um, you know, hang out with my my homie, um, someone that I'm seeing um, and we're about to go to brunch and we're about to have a good time or whatever the case is. So, yeah, I'm about to go do that tomorrow. If a girl is telling me that, she is subtly hinting to me, do not take this shit seriously. I ain't really feeling you like that. Like, I'm feeling you to some extent, or I'm at least curious for us to date and talk. But at the end of the day, like, me and you probably ain't going to be a But how do you know she's not going to choose you out of the other guy? I'm not saying that I do know that. I'm just saying from past experience, when a woman starts talking like that, she is trying to let you know, like, because I there was something someone else wrote uh, online the other day, and I read it, and I was like, you know what? That actually makes sense to my experience. Okay, I'm not going to say that about every woman, but it makes sense to my experience. And it was basically that. It was saying women are very possessive. So when it comes to, like, letting it be known that... Like, they don't want a man to possess them by telling them, like, hey, I'm dealing with other people. When they're starting to go down that route, that's that's not a good sign. Okay, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are you talking on the realm that you and her were already dating and then eventually she was just like, yeah, I'm about to go link up with this other guy? Or are you talking on a realm that you and her just started dating and she was upfront about dating other people? Like, So I think that's a good question. I think that either way, those could be subtle hints. 
But how is it subtle hints for the first, I mean, the second, you know, scenario? Because if you two are just now starting a date, you know, she's not obligated to you and... I agree you know, with all of that. Maybe I'm just you just say- came out of nowhere and she was like, oh, you type cool. Like, and I was already kind of dealing with homeboy. Like, no, I agree with that. I agree with all of that. All I'm saying is oftentimes that's also a hint, even, even in the, okay, you kind of cool. You just came into the picture. Don't get your hopes up. When a woman wants you to claim her, she makes it seem like not a nigga is in sight. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Even though you know there's 15 niggas texting her at the dinner table, her phone keep going off. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think you should take that automatically as if she's saying, like, you know, there's no chance with us at all. Nah, I don't don't necessarily. Again, that she's probably, like, the best suitor. Nah, I don't don't necessarily sit there and be like, oh, all right, I'm counted out. But I, I'll definitely take note of it. Yeah, like, take note. But like, I, she probably, she might be hinting towards something, and then that's when I start going into the. Now I gotta see, I gotta see if these is hints or not that you want me to fall back or not. Now I'm going to potentially like say, oh, so you know, what you want to do for the next date? And if you start hemming and hawing, I clearly you letting me know that this is, you know, what I mean, <laughs> wrap it up and <laughs> put it away. This shit is is going south. I mean, again, this is why conversations need to be had. A hundred percent. I'm like kind of talking to someone right now. And me and him literally the other day just had a conversation. And we laid everything out on the table. Like, I'm like, what do you want from this? Like, do you eventually want a relationship? Do you not? Like, what type of timing are you on? Like, mm-hmm. let me know. And then I'm going to let you know what type of timing I'm on. And then if it works out, it works out. If it don't, it don't. Like, and... You know, I think that that is mature and we get there. I think at least in the 20s, I wouldn't I wouldn't say, you know, too much in 30s. By the time you like 28, you should start wanting to have those conversations. Like it was really simple. Like no one took offense. Like he told me he was like, right now, I genuinely don't know. Like, I don't know what I want. I like you, but I don't know what I want. Like. I don't know if I want to have a good time. I don't know if I want a relationship right now. I'm chilling, but, like, I like you. But uh, just right now, I'm chilling. Like, I'm not expecting anything. Like, and I was just like, that's, you know, I'm kind of on the same time. And so until we get to that point where we literally, like, all right, now we need to have another conversation. And that's that's another thing. I know I'm being double standard man right now, but I feel like that literally is exactly what I mean, though. Because when a man says that, he's literally trying to protect feelings. Right. He's literally in this in this climate and culture as it is now, if he's like, yo, I'll be honest, I don't know exactly what I want from you at the moment. Mm-hmm. I just want to see where this goes to some extent. Now, granted, there that is also in the fuck boy handbook as well. Oh, yeah, right. Definitely. There's there's fuck boys that are going to use that to keep things in a gray area to hopefully get some sex out of it without having to commit. Mm-hmm. We know that. But a lot of times, even genuine men will be like, yo, I want to put this out in the front because I don't want mm-hmm. you to start thinking that this is going one way or the other and now I'm in an uncomfortable conversation. Because men, I honestly, don't like that type of conversation. No, they don't. I feel like when women do it sometimes, though, they trying to signal something to you. They trying to let you know, nigga, <laughs> this... You ain't you you in the pool? You in the pool, but... But you, there's another nigga that's... Yeah, there's many swimming right now. Like, you know... <laughs> Um, I can see what you're saying, but I can also see it can go like either way. 
For a fact, for a fact. Yeah, like, I can acknowledge my double standardness in in that feeling. But this is where I say this is why women need to be smart because even with this nigga that I was talking to or talking to, um, you know, when he said that to me, I was like, I already knew what type of time you was on. You ain't got to say anything to me. Like, I mean, we having this conversation, but like, I can already, you know, feel the vibes from the beginning. Like, mm. you know, so it, 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 like, again, and that goes back to if you know how somebody's moving and how someone's acting, why are you putting all that energy in? And I told him, I was like, you know, like, I don't, I'm not expecting much right now. Like, if it gets to a point where I should start expecting much, but don't expect all that energy from me. Like, right. I'm not going to go hard for you, like, knowing where your mindset is at. So if you're going to talk to other girls, go ahead, like, because I'm still doing me. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to go crazy. Like, we don't have to text 24-7. We don't have to talk all the time. Like, we could chill here and there. But other than that, like, why am I giving myself energy to someone that I know is not or don't even know? What the fuck he wants? What what would he have to do in that in that scenario to then make you take him seriously? Or is he now stuck in a box? No, he's not stuck in a box. I feel like it goes back to actions because, you, like you said, you know when somebody is really feeling mm-hmm. you. So when someone starts to show you and give you that time, give you that attention, give you you know that effort, um, yeah, seeing it, he's. You know, especially with men, because y'all don't like to text, y'all don't like to talk like that. Like, so when they, when y'all start doing that, that shows like, okay, this man is really interested in me. Um, so yeah, it just goes back to actions, in my opinion. Like, um, yeah, I will know when he's really feeling me by that time. Like, I'll be like, okay, like I can definitely see that. You know, you you're not confused anymore. You might you genuinely might like me. Now the question is, is do I really like you? See, <laughs> see, that's where shit get crazy. But that brings me right into this. So let's, let's talk. a phone call at work would have brought me and my woman closer. A woman used to, she would ask me to make a simple phone call during the day just because she wanted to communicate with me, just because she wanted to feel close to me. I made it into a chore instead of understanding that that was affection, that was caring, that was love to her. Emotional. We allow us men, we allow our egos to get in our way, in the way, instead of just letting go, instead of just understanding or trying to understand. But a lot of us can't understand what we don't understand or we don't know what we don't what we don't know. But I can sit back and think my ego got in the way of simply making a 15 or five minute phone call during the day for the person that was closest to me. Relationships relationships take work, but they don't take that much work. And a fifteen minute phone call isn't much. How you feel about that? Um, I agree with certain shit he said. Relationships is like relationships in general, friendships, family members. It's work. Um, and I also agree that it doesn't take much to you know pick up the phone. Right. Or even, even it don't even have to be 15 minutes. Like, 
you know, you can be busy the entire day. We all got lives. Everybody got shit going on. But it, you can pick up the phone and call me for two minutes just to see how my day is going. Like, if you genuinely say you like me, because I know when I like someone. Mm-hmm. If I like someone, I'm going to, like, you are thought, like, most of the time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take that time to at least, even if I'm busy throughout the day, I'm going to take that time to reach out to you some way, somehow, even if it's a quick text or if it's a quick phone call. Um, so I do agree with him to a certain, like to a certain extent that yes, like it's, a, it comes with a lot of, I want to say ego, but honestly, I just feel like you men just be in your own damn world. So like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I definitely agree that, you know, um, Oh, I'm blanking out. No, I agree that a phone call can be had. Like you take time out for the people you want to take out, take time for. I mean, I'm, I won't say I'm triggered by this, but I feel like this scenario plays into the person that I am a lot because I hate the phone. Like I hate Mm -hmm. phone calls. I do not like to sit on a phone um, I used to, when I was in high school and my first semester of college, I would say I was cool with taking phone calls. The problem was, and the problem still is, when I end up on the phone, my conversations last really long because I'm a conversationalist. I can be at least um, when I want to be. And people that call typically are conversationalists. And so... There was a time where I had so much time to do so. In, mm-hmm. hi, in high school, I sit on the phone. Middle school was the worst. Middle school, I sit on the phone for six hours. Oh, yeah, we all did. As yeah, yeah, but as a that was a lot. And then in high school, I had um, a lot of best friends that were women, and they would call, and I sit on the phone with them for hours. And then college came, and the workload got a little bit more mm-hmm. intense. And there was a time where I shifted my mind and I said, I need to get, I need to put my all into my schoolwork. And Mm -hmm. in doing that, I was like, yo, being on the phone and even playing video games and all of that was taking away way too much and not giving anything back. And I think that that turned into, I won't call it an anxiety around the phone, but now I just, I I have like an adverse feeling about being on the phone, especially if I don't feel like the people calling have something specific <laughs> to talk, talk about. about. Like it yeah. literally when people call and be like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, what's up? What you doing? Like that kills me. That makes me really tight. Like my mm-hmm. nigga, what are you calling me for? Yeah. And I, when I make, when I say something specific, it doesn't have to be like, Hey, yo, I cracked the code to the universe and I want to tell you about mm-hmm. it. I'm not saying something to that level, but even if someone calls and says, hey, I just wanted to hear your voice, that will change the way I look at the phone call way more than just a, hey, what's up? Or, hey, how you doing? And then mm-hmm. there's just nothing being said. Yeah. So that's kind of how I feel. And I've lost relationships, I think, due to like me not liking mm-hmm. the phone, even though I'm upfront about that. I tell people like I don't fuck. Yeah, with- I know you. I don't even call you like that. <laughs> And we friends. Like I don't call you because I know you don't like the phone. To be honest, the older I got, I don't, I don't fuck with texting like that. And that seems to be I don't. It seems to be a male female thing. I don't know why, but 
A lot of women don't like texting but that I, I know. But I don't even really like the phone either. Like, there's times where I'm, like, in a mood to talk. Yeah. But there's times where I'm, most of the time I'm not. So I'm more of, like, an in-person type of person at this point in my life. Like, you know, we can text here and there. We can talk on the phone here and there. But I don't want to be on the phone for hours. Yeah. Um. Let's link up. Like. <laughs> I'm a texter. I. I. Don't, one of the reasons why is because I can text you and still do something else. And mm-hmm. one of my friends told me once, that's true, but at the same time, what's lacking is your attention. Because mm-hmm. I may want your attention in that moment in time. And if you're texting me every five to ten minutes or 20 minutes in between. The conversation dies. By the time you right. text her back, she ain't want to have the conversation right. anymore. Right. Yeah. She's not into whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was excited about something yeah. that happened at her job. And to really relay that, it, it would be a mm-hmm. phone call. Texting like, oh my God, I got a promotion. And it's like, oh, that's dope. Da, da, da. You want to go to dinner is not the same as, as saying you know. it on the phone. But that's, you know, that's something that is worth a phone call, though. Like a promotion. Like, yeah, for sure. But I definitely get what you're saying. I like, you don't like when people call you. Ain't nothing being talked about. Like, my brain don't work that way. Yeah. My brain is very much a like prop. I noticed that too. And that goes to like empty conversations too, like in terms of face to face. If mm-hmm. people want to just small talk, I get annoyed. Like, if people just want to talk about bullshit, it's just like, what are we really talking about? If we're not talking about nothing, then we don't have... I would prefer we just stare each other in the face. Like, (laughs) I'm okay with silence. I like silence. I don't mind it. So, like, when niggas just be talking to, to, like, fill up air and fill up space, like, they get a different version of me. I'll be like, yeah, word. Oh, Oh, that's that's why you be doing that to me sometimes? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, word. That's what's up. Like... Cause I'm like, this is irrelevant to me. I'm not even retaining this shit. I'm like, like if I'm being going honest, in one ear and out the other. Yeah, I'm not. Cause yeah. it's dumb conversation. Yeah, it's like I, there's no reason. Now, if you telling me some real shit about you, I'm going to remember that forever and forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he lost his relationship, and at the end of it, his girl told him like, "Yo, if you would have just even maintained a five to fifteen minute conversation," that resonates to me because I, I really. I have lost relationships based off of stuff like that. Um, And I do realize or recognize that for a lot of women, the moment you cut that form of communication Mm -hmm. off, that that phone call, you get a different side of them. They they don't seem as excited to be Mm -hmm. excited about you. Um, So I don't know if that's like something I need to work on. Oh, it definitely is. I'm telling you that right now. (laughs) I'm not sitting here saying you need to be on the phone for three hours, like, but to maintain a relationship you have to put effort in and if the woman you're talking to if the woman you're talking to um says like that's a form of you know her love language is communication even if it's for five ten minutes like you're gonna have to put that work in it's about compromising so yeah and i i mean i i have it's just the, the flip side of that is they get a bad version of me on there because if I don't really want to be on the phone, like, that is a version that you get is me like, what's up? Oh, okay. How was your day? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think one of the things that could be helpful is, and I think somebody did this the other day. Somebody texted me and they, they said, are you able to talk on the phone right now? Or are you willing to talk on the phone? That is helpful for me because even if I'm not, 
I can then prepare the rest of my day to be like, all right, this person wants to talk Mm -hmm. eight o'clock. Maybe I'll decompress and I'll get ready for a phone call. Like, that's why I say I don't want to call it anxiety, but I do feel like there's something around phone calls now, like where I have to prepare myself to want to do it. But like randomly just calling me and expecting me to want to be on the phone with you. It it um. That ain't it for me. But mm-hmm. I guess it's something to work on. I don't I know mean, what's going to get me there. I mean, that could also come to where you date someone who understands who you are and how you operate. You right. Know? Who understands that you got a lot of shit going on, school, this and that. So, like, I mean, once you find that girl, then everything should be good. But you still have to put some type of effort in. I mean, I'm an effort nigga. Like, I, I don't not put I'm effort I'm talking about in. communication in general. Because that's the main thing. If we not talking, then what do we have? Like... We talk. A lot of women don't acknowledge texting as talking, though. I'm not saying that that's you, but that's what's been said to me. Women have said that to me that, yo, texting is not a form of communication. Oh, I don't I don't agree with that. FaceTiming and calling is actual communication. Texting is what I do with niggas that I don't really care about. Oh, I, I don't I don't know nothing about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. Uh, I just need some type of like communication here and there. Again, we ain't got text twenty four seven, but at least like if you busy, you got school, you got work. Listen, I'm doing the same shit. Just at least, hey, how's your day going? Damn, I feel like that. I don't know. Again, just give me a nice text in the day, and I'll be thinking about you all day. I don't like you might ruin your shit. Call me with some bullshit. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to talk to you for the rest of the goddamn day. <laughs> Hey, call That's me on my you lunch need break. To work on. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you getting mad because a girl want to talk to you? Hey, hey, get off my fucking phone! <laughs> Nobody want to hear that shit. Hey, I don't care about Keisha and Mary having an argument oh, over yeah. Yeah, some don't bullshit. No dumb, don't call me about no dumb shit. Yeah. Like, that's why I t- like the older I get, the conversations need to be stimulating. Like if it ain't stimulating me, and if it ain't. I'm not I'm not gonna entertain it too long. I'm probably not even gonna entertain it at all, especially with no drama. So I can understand that. No, that that is the main thing for me. Like if you if you hit me all the time with stimulating conversation, then I'm gonna be looking forward to your mm-hmm. call. But oftentimes people want to call because they just want your attention or they just want that connectiveness. Like that's yeah. a form of if I can't see you today. I can call you, and for some people, that makes them feel connected. That makes them feel like they're more of a thought than if I text you. And I think one of my homegirls has said, yeah, because you could be texting mad women, let's say. Like, you're dating a woman. You could be texting mad women the same type of shit. But if I'm on the phone with you, I get to know you in a different way. I get to know a different side of you. I get to know what you like, how you operate, because some people really are used to the idea of. All right, let's just sit on the phone while we're going through our day. Mm-mm. One of the biggest things with me is I am a, a listener. So if I'm on the phone, like all my senses go dead. I can't watch TV. I can't read nothing mm-hmm. like there are people that could read and be on the phone. I don't know how niggas do it, but there are niggas that could do that. I, I can't, can't do it. I can't multitask with anything anymore. <laughs> older I get. I'm not even going to hold you. Don't ask me to do two things at once. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, nah, I've yeah. never been the most like I can talk to somebody and do something else. Or I can 
um, look at something on TV and not get distracted from a conversation. But my big, one of my biggest strengths is listening. Like I'm very auditory when it comes to just my senses. That's one of the highest ones. So the moment my ear is being trained or told that it has to listen to something, everything else goes dead. And that's another thing that makes me like hesitant to be on the phone. Cause back in the day when Smallville used to come on, that was my show. Mm-hmm. Niggas called me at eight o'clock. They got dubbed. Yeah, don't don't call me. It's that's how I am with power. Don't, don't call me. Yeah. I literally, my mom called me like the other night while I was watching it, and I was like, "Yo, I have to call you back. Yeah. I can't. How you expect me to concentrate and and yeah. be talking? Like, like I'm no, but I'm either getting annoyed that I'm on this call yeah. with you, or I'm not necessarily listening to nothing I'm not you listening saying. To anything you saying, like, what is you talk about? Yeah, <laughs> but um. I guess that leads us into this other conversation mm. and I think is really interesting, especially when it comes to having it with you. Um, loneliness is seeming to become the next pandemic. Yeah, it's a problem. You want to talk a little bit about loneliness? Uh, have you been afflicted by this? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a problem for me. How so? I have a problem with being lonely. And I can be in a relationship or dealing with someone at the time. And then once that's over and it could be over because, you know, I didn't want it, Mm -hmm. but because I don't like being lonely, I backtrack or I do things that I know I shouldn't do out of boredom or just to have someone's attention. And that leads you into mess. What, what does feeling lonely feel like to you? Like where is that just not the comp? Is that the absence of company or is that being alone with your thoughts? Um, I want to say it's a bit of both for me because one, I suffer with anxiety. So my mind is always racing 24 seven then it's also just I don't not even I never really been single single like I never really took the time really out for Jordan really I've never I never noticed uh, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I never took the time out for Jordan so when I do get out these situations and I'm used to someone being there all the time like I'm used to talking to that person i'm used to this like it's a routine that when i get out of it it's like okay you really have to focus on jordan like how do you do that now like and i think that's my issue so jordan doesn't know how to be with jordan i feel like because i've been in relationships that you know me being alone i just don't know how to go about it and I feel like that's that's with a lot of people. Like people tend to deal with someone because of comfortability. People do. Yeah, I, it's a problem. A hundred percent people will entertain things that they know are not good for mm-hmm. them solely because they can't be alone. I think oftentimes that's associated with when you're alone, you have no choice but to deal with some of the things that we escape when we're with other people because like even with people who sometimes you have to be wary of the person who is willing and always able 
to go help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. And that is sometimes a sign that they don't want to help themselves. Like whatever it is that they know they need to do for themselves, a person who doesn't have the boundary to say no or to say I can't might be might also be the same person that is unable to sit themselves down and say, yo, I am struggling with this and I need this type of support or I need to do something about it. Um, And so, yeah, it can lead you to entertain things that you shouldn't um, or are bad or will put you in a predicament. But how do you battle that? Like, how do you what will put you in a position where you can when where Jordan can stay with Jordan? I feel like for me to get out of that position of not feeling lonely because I'm not dealing with someone at the time, I have to focus my realm on shit that's important to me. Mm -hmm. So that's like family and friends. Like I noticed that like when I'm spending time with my friends or if I'm spending time with my family um, or just even, you know, doing activities, I'm, I'm taking my mind off the fact that I'm not sitting in my apartment alone, like lonely. If that makes sense. I mean, today I'm seeing something in you that I haven't seen before. And it does, does feel like growth. I mean, yeah, I feel like I have grown in the last year. It takes even for someone to acknowledge that toxic trait, because a lot of people have it. I know a lot of people to this day that, you know, have a problem with being alone, but they still are not acknowledging it. They may not even know it. Know know that it's there. Because it's a pattern. It's it's literally a pattern. Like once you have been doing this for so long and you hop from one person to one person, it's that's your norm. That's your norm. Yeah. And some people don't even do it in the sense of like, oh, okay, I'm in a relationship, in a relationship. They do it like how I was saying before. It's like your man's is like, oh, damn, I need help. And you jump to do it, Mm -hmm. even though you don't got a dime in your pocket. Yeah. You don't got, you know, you got 15,000 things you should be doing for yourself, but you're always willing to do something for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That can be a sign of you being lonely in the sense of you don't want to take care of you um, because taking care of you is a harder job than trying to take care of everybody else. Exactly. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are, I think, lonely or running from themselves, running from mm-hmm. being with themselves. Um, so we did have a conversation not too long ago. Uh, where where do I uh, sit in this situation now, this scenario? Where what What's my role? Because you had asked for something um, and you never followed up on it. <laughs> are you... <laughs> what are you talking about yeah, like don't see, be specific like are you talking about when we went to go get food no nigga <laughs> i'm talking about the last time you saw me not your birthday oh mm-hmm. wait the last time i saw you was my birthday i'm talking about not that time oh when we was playing a uh, game mm-hmm and what are you asking me? The, what are you, uh, <laughs> you said you something saying? at the end of the game. And in your current modality, 
Where are we with that? What did I say at the end of the day? Like, Boy. I really don't remember. Like, yo, my mans. Was it regarding our relationship? You had asked for me to, I guess, be oh. there for particular things. I said that. Yo, you and your bad memory. I have really got to go. Son. I have horrible memory. And if I said that, that's wow. Like, why is that that's wild? what I'm saying. Like, I have grown a lot because people come back to me and tell me the shit that I said. And I'm like, yo, that's toxic as fuck. If I said that, I genuinely half of the time, like. But it wasn't a toxic statement that you asked. But what, I, don't, so I don't know what the f- you're talking about. Like, <laughs> I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Was it regarding a baby? No, no, oh my God. Oh. This, this is going down a slippery. <laughs> should, going down a slippery slope. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck you said. What did I say? Yeah, because I'm really lost. You're about to fuck this all up. <laughs> what did I say? You had said that you wanted me to be a support system for you. During this time of growth and that you were going to reach out when you needed certain things in terms of like feeling lonely or in terms of feeling like maybe you wanted to run back to somebody that you shouldn't. Oh, and you're asking like, where do you stand? Yeah. What happened? What was going on with that? Because I haven't been doing that. There you go. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Because I haven't been lonely. <laughs> that answers the question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it took us a minute to get to the like the answer, but yeah, I haven't been lonely. And that's there again. Like, but But I don't think I only reach out to you when No, you do. You do. I mean I <laughs> I'll embarrass you on this goddamn show. <laughs> but I you think I only reach out to you when I'm lonely? Yeah. As of lately, no. As of lately, yes. No. Nigga. That's not the case. Lately, in general, I've been busy. Like, I've been busy. And then on top of that, when... I don't want to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> on top of that, when I'm dealing with someone, I'm dealing with someone. I be in my own fucking world. So that's... What that mean? Xavier, like, <laughs> like we're not gonna. You're just do gonna this. put my whole government yes, on the yes, on the because pod? We're not gonna do this because, like, I I give it to you. I give you that like years, but I don't think as of recently I you know contact you out of loneliness. Like today, I didn't contact you out of loneliness. It was like genuinely like, damn, like I know I've been falling off of my friendships that I should give more energy to. Let me reach out to him. He always reach out to me. Like, let me see what he's doing. Like, I'm not talking about today. I ain't then saying that. What are you that. talking about? I'm talking about in general. You said <laughs> years. You give it to me in the years. Yeah, those times too. Okay, we but all we that already in the acknowledged that. You know, I was. Oh, don't it. put that. Don't put that tone in your voice. Now I sound like I'm attacking you. Yeah, because I feel. <laughs> Feel attacked. Like, I'm like, damn! I already admitted that I had toxic ways. Like, you know, I'm trying to work on myself. I mean, we've all been in a space where we've done something toxic. But that just goes back to loneliness. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I was ever using you. Like, it was. I never said that. Used like it See, was more make, around. What the, I don't know what you you creating a whole scenario. I, I never create, said I felt I'm, used. <laughs> But you saying that you only feel I reach out when I'm lonely. That don't that doesn't see that doesn't have to be equated with a negative thing though. Because again, in the last conversation that we had, 
we spoke about that being my role is like when you are in those spaces, you should reach out to me. I mean, yeah. So that's not a negative thing if that is part of our relationship. I don't see that as a bad thing. Well, because you have that personality, though, that is you're very comforting and understanding. So like. Right. That's why I probably will reach out to you when I'm going through some shit. It's not because like, and there's nothing wrong with that. It, you don't gotta feel attacked about that. I, that's so, that's what I, I was saying. Like this man was trying to attack. You me. thought like, I was trying to I say something else? Like, mode. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like we yeah, not doing like, this right I, now. Like, I don't know I why. Admitted my toxicity. I done said <laughs> like, you know, I'm trying to work on myself. Muted <laughs> <laughs> like, my shit and turned it into a whole other. I don't know I'm, where he was. I going am with okay. It. With that role, but it hasn't been utilized. And the reason why I say that is because of whatever goofies. Well, you know my situation. <laughs> Fuck them niggas, man. You know, as of right now, my situation or what I'm going to say, what was a situation hopefully is dead. But not nah, I got to be dead. No, nah, it's dead on my end. But obviously people can't take. No. Um. So, yeah, like it genuinely it's. Not because I didn't want to reach out for you to be that comfort. Like, sometimes I'm really just in my own world, like, going through what I'm going through in life that I'm not really. Listen, I just be feeling like sometimes you you need me there. I do. I do sometimes. Like, most of the time. I'm not wrapped too tightly. And I'm accepting (laughs) it. I'm honestly, like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm accepting my flaws. I'm accepting shit that I need to work on, like... I do feel like I need more you, like more people like you and you in my life and in my corner. But I feel like also at the same time, I be trying to battle shit myself and learn how to battle shit myself. Why can't you do both? Again, it's just, I feel like it goes back to me just trying to learn how to do things. I don't think you're trying though. I think you're doing, I think that, like I said, I I feel like I see uh, a much more open vulnerable even though i'm sure there are things that i still don't know but yeah i'm not gonna tell everything (laughs) i mean i tell you most though like tell you most i'm seeing a very mature i think even way of you describing some of the things like i will i will never forget one of the first times we went out um i forgot it was tree something Brooklyn tree something. Oh, I know. Yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. And you was a hot fucking mess. You, <laughs> what did I do? I, you was, I remember that You spot, was but. doing everything that made me say, I will never go out <laughs> in this type of environment again. What did I do? You was bugging out that day. Bugging out like how? How? You, I think, I don't know if you received a call or a text from your ex. You start crying at the table. Oh. And, Everybody else at the table started getting upset at you. Then you got upset at me. I had nothing to do with nothing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was a it was a bad look. But from Yo. then to now, I feel like you handle your emotions and your feelings a hell I mean, of a lot better. Yeah, well, what was that, years ago? Yeah, it was. I mean, growth comes with age, too. Like, I'm damn near. It does, answer. but this is a different type but, of growth. I mean, it also comes with experience and like what you've been through. And I've been through, you know, enough within this last 
year and a half for me to be like, okay. You know, once somebody tells you, this is what I really had to sit back and evaluate myself. Because when you hear from one person, that's one thing. But it became to a point where a couple of people were telling me like, yo, you don't know how to take accountability. Mm. And I'm like, okay. At first I was fighting it. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't want to take accountability. Like, but it we came, definitely had an argument about that. Yeah, it came to a point. It was you was one. You like was wilding in that conversation. My ex too. I mean, my ex best friend was one. Like, you know, my a guy that I talked to said, like, yo, like, you don't take accountability. And I was like, okay, damn. Like, if numerous people are saying that, then some truth have to be there. Um, let me not say some truth. Truth have to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was just like, you know, from here on out, I'm going to take accountability. Like, I know where I'm. But isn't that healing? It is. It is. Because sometimes we run from accountability because we think it's going to hurt to be accountable for something we've done. No, but I, I feel good. I feel. Yeah. yeah and I like, think that maybe that's what I'm seeing because you feel yeah. a lot lighter and you do. You are quick to say, you know what? I'm something. I'm doing something wrong here. Yeah. Like, I apologize or like I'm not in my right state right now. Like something's bothering me. So if I say something the wrong way. Like, it, I don't mean it. Like, you are way quicker to take accountability. Yeah, I'll apologize when, you know, I know I'm wrong. And I'm not perfect, so. And you I, don't have to be. Yeah, nobody's perfect. So I, you know, I'm, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to be like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. But I think that's what I'm seeing, though, because yeah. it, you, you definitely feel lighter in that aspect. And I think that's because. You're taking accountability as a as opposed to running to defense. Yeah, and I think what it also is is that I'm not saying that I never appreciated my friends and family, but as you get older, your circle becomes smaller, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you know, if someone that I love is telling me that I made them feel a way or I'm moving a certain way instantly by them feeling like that, I'm automatically like, you know, I apologize. Like you, someone I love. So I'm not. Oh, she's about to graduate. Y'all go ahead. Damn. You about to graduate right now. Go ahead. Yeah. Like I'm not, I never meant to make you feel that way. So just by you telling me that I'm going to apologize, I might not understand Mm -hmm. most of the time we might agree to disagree, but I'm still going to give you that apology that, you know, you deserve because you're telling me that you feel some way and you're someone that I love. And sometimes you don't even have to apologize, but giving that space is all that's necessary. Of mm-hmm. Okay, I may not, I don't, because I don't know what I'm apologizing for, I'm not apologizing yet, but I need yeah. to understand. So I'm giving you the space and the grace to tell me your side. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if I understand it to the point of it hurts you, then exactly. yeah, let's talk about exactly. that because I don't want you to leave my life. I don't Mm-mm, want exactly something to happen to me or you in the interim of us being mm-hmm. goofy over something a, so little that right. can be just a conversation and a simple apology. Right. Like I've seen, you know, the difference of friendships that I have had for years now. And, um, you know, I had friends where, I mean, you argue with your friends, like especially like your girlfriends and guy friends that you've been friends with since kids. You bound to have arguments, but there's been times where, you know, I had friend A 
who I had an argument with and I'm seeing the dynamic of her just expressing to me how she felt and I'm expressing to her how I felt and we might still agree to disagree but it was a simple I'm sorry Mm -hmm. and we on to the next like and then there's friend B where you know it's similar as we have a situation but again there's no really apologies being thrown right and it just spirals it spirals like the conflict circle gets bigger Mm -hmm. and it gets to a point where something is said or done that someone feels is like something you can't take back or you can't come back from yeah and it could be as simple as this was over a dumbass issue at a club we went to at a club like that's what i'm saying like and then once you find those friends that you know you can have disagreements with and it's just literally a simple conversation like she literally hit me up and was like listen you know instead of me moving a certain way i'm kind of come reach out to you and tell you like you know you made me feel a certain way about this and i'm like damn like i didn't know sometimes i'm really oblivious to shit like I didn't know I made you feel that way. I apologize. Like, and then we on to the next. Yeah. But once it becomes, you know, malice in the conversation and shit being thrown, like, yeah, I, I don't, nothing come out of that. Nothing oh. good in my opinion. What taught me accountability was death. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Cause my father passed when I was three and then one of my favorite uncles passed when I was like 11 or 12, then the next one passed when I was like 13 or 14. And so I always, at least for a large part of my life, looked at relationships as important. I have sickle cell, um, Mm -hmm. definitely not a death sentence, but in knowing that for a long period of time, that's how doctors looked at it. It was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be on this planet. I don't know how long the people in my life are going to be on this planet. And if I'm going to enjoy you, then I need to enjoy you. We shouldn't be staying in space. Like arguing. I don't mind arguing. I'm an argumentative person to in general, but I'm not going to argue over stupid shit. Like I'll argue over intellectual things. I'll argue over things that matter to Mm -hmm. myself or the individual. But I'm not going to argue over something where I'm like, this is a quick solution. We can talk this it's out. It's a conversation. Yeah. It's literally a conversation. I tell my friends this all the time. If you ever feel a way towards me, just be like, hey, Jay, you know, can I come over to your apartment? We need to talk. It can literally be us sitting down drinking wine, like, and you just expressing to me how you feel. Right. But again, I think that comes with maturity and i also feel like people feel like you need to chase after them and you should automatically know and half of the time you can do something and you don't know that is a fact i think also sometimes people get married to the old version of you Mm -hmm. and they don't know that the new version is offering a totally different type of safe space yeah like i remember being in high school and being argumentative and people feeling like there's certain things like I don't want to argue with X because X will argue me down. Mm-hmm. So I won't even go into that that space with him. But X in college realizing, all right, maybe I was argumentative as a young person. So I'm I'm literally if I'm asking a question or if I'm saying like, oh, this is a disagreement, let's let's walk through it. 
it's not so that I could argue you down and show you that I have the superior yeah. stance here. It's really because I'm trying to understand. understand. Exactly. Right. That's right. how I that's how I am. Like if I'm arguing or going back and forth with you, most of the time I don't understand. Yet alone, I'm an Aries. We have a tendency. We don't like stupid shit. So if you come into me and you're telling me something and it's not making sense, I'm going to ask you questions so I can try to make sense of it. Right. If it's not making sense, then I'm not. I'm going to tell you I don't understand. I'm going to tell you that, I'm, you know, this is going over my head because I genuinely don't. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right, like, right. So, yeah. What else I don't know uh, what the fuck people are talking about is there's a Michelin star chef who has decided that he would like to add semen to some of his dishes. Are you eating the se- the fish semen sandwich that this man is Absolutely trying to not. <laughs> prepare for people no. to eat? I don't give you a five star. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, honestly, that fucking restaurant should be fucking reported. That's disgusting. <laughs> Yelp. For real, like <laughs> honestly. I'm just trying to figure out what what's the what's the reason? So <clears throat> let me see him. I mean, come on. It's translucent. Um so it's That's a mohawk. It, it says uh chef said he would like to introduce the plate by oh he was introduced to the plate by a Japanese chef um and was at a loss for words, the Japanese meal. I don't care. We don't care about what it's called. Um, which contains the sperm sacs of male cod. Um, it could also be found in all these other whatever. Okay. The 43-year-old who owns a high-end restaurant um, is reportedly considering adding the fish meat to it. Oh, so he wants to add the whole sack. He want to add the sack. Okay. Uh, he posted <laughs> a photo of the fancy fish uh, to his Instagram with his followers chimed in with their opinions on the dish. So what, he going in the bathroom and doing what he needs to do and then bringing it out and... It's supposed to be fish semen, so it's supposed to be like the nuts of an octopus. Oh, I thought you literally... Okay, see, this is me being ditzy. I thought you meant like his semen. No, see, they tried to to advertise it like that, which I hate about the blog post because they really clickbaity these days. Yeah, that's Um, what I thought you meant. But no, they they he talking about some some fish semen. I mean, that's still bad. I'm not yeah, trying to have fish I'm not semen. Trying to have fish semen either. Octopus semen. I'm not trying to have none of that. But you know them, as you call them, translucent <laughs> people. <laughs> they don't mind eating shit like that. Yeah. So, I mean, to each but, his own. Y'all keep that shit over there because I'm I don't want it. To each his own is right. And Ebony K Williams got under a lot of fire for the last two weeks. Uh, based off of what she would say is her just saying to each his own and hers is not dating bus drivers. How do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Sis said what she said. So you agree with her? Everyone has their, you know, standards. Like, honestly, from I'm not too familiar with her, but she seems very successful, very, very educated, got her own money. So in my opinion, it's nothing wrong with her wanting someone on her realm or higher. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't feel like people should make her feel bad for her feeling like that. Yeah. Not I, saying, I don't think she ever said anything is wrong. You got to do what you got to do. But that's just not for her. Like she wants someone on her time or, or higher. Like, and what's wrong with that? Would you date a bus driver? 
<laughs> um, you about to get killed? What on kind this? of bus he drive it? <laughs> See, now you sound like her. <laughs> Does he own the bus? Does he own the bus? <laughs> what kind of bus he driving? I don't know. What what I will say, I'm just gonna save you and skate up on out of that for you. Um, what don't come I at me, don't. <laughs> what I will say is, I don't think there's anything wrong with the preference, especially yeah. uh, for a particular. Like, if you're in a particular realm, you're going to date a particular way. Especially women. That's how society is currently structured. Women tend to date looking for men that at least equal their amount of money, um, if not make Mm -hmm. more. Um, That standard in itself, I don't think, is always the best. But I get it from if you want a traditional situation of protector and providing coming from a man and a woman doing a lot of the nurturing behaviors, quote unquote. Um, I say quote unquote, because protecting, providing and nurturing are all the same fucking thing. They just mm-hmm. have different titles. But um, I think the issue that a lot of people had was you can have that preference um, without kind of making it seem as if driving a bus or doing blue collar stuff is Something that is negative. Now, she did a Breakfast Club interview and she said that if you listen to her words carefully, she never said that it was a bad thing to drive a bus. She never said it was a bad thing to have a nine to five. She just simply said that it was mediocre or average work. I think that's a cop out. I think that's word suit. Um, I didn't know she said all that. I wouldn't say all that. I wouldn't call it mediocre. Yeah, I she just, called it mediocre, average at best. Basically, she should have shut up after she just said it. It's not for her. Like she has her preference, and that's what it is. That's when she should have just left it at that. Yeah. Now, this is this is where I think it, there's two things here that I want to talk about. So here's the two things that I want to discuss. One, to me, it's really really crazy how the conversation got switched because it got switched from Ebony having her. Uh, preference and Ayanla saying okay you can have your preference but the fact that you are more concerned about the man's finances more than you are about his character who he is his morals how he treats women mm-hmm. how he treats his mom that is somewhat concerning I or, agree. or that is already thinking from the wrong foot mm-hmm. It got changed from that conversation, which I think is a very important conversation to black men and society in general always want black women to settle. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is a huge form of deflection because nobody said that. Yeah. Nobody said. I don't I don't I'm confused on how it went from. Nobody A-B. said that simply because. People are asking because what's happening on the Internet, at least I don't it may not be in real life, but on the Internet, there is a lot of talk of almost forcing the issue of if a man cannot fully provide financially for you, then he is not in a position to be dating and he is not in a position to be attempting to build some type of life or family. If he can't provide for you, then you shouldn't date him. Like if he can't make it so that when y'all get together, he's taking care of all of the bills, including mm-hmm. your bills. 
um, then you should not be with that man. He is broke. He can't take care of himself, whatever the case is, which is not true. And I think it's an unfair standard that has been pushed on men for the last several years from everyone from Kevin Samuels. um, RIP to him It's the one year anniversary for that um, to uh, the women on the internet that pushed that narrative. So I feel like with that going on, there's these buzzwords and these buzz things that are coming along with that. And one of them is this idea of like blue collared work or average work or making the average salary, which averages is there for a reason because that means it is the medium salary that mm-hmm. most people are going to make um, some somewhere along the line that that is bad. And because there's more financial pressure in terms of being an eligible bachelor for men, you saying that them being average, which most people are going to be average, that's what the word average means, um, makes it almost feel like it's impossible for them to date properly. Or in, in a lot of cases, I'm starting to hear men say they don't even want to date because mm-hmm. they feel like they're going to run into a scenario where they're, they're on a date with somebody and maybe they are making, let's say, 50K. Um, and that woman is going to say, well, what do you do? And they're going to say something like, well, I'm a teacher. And that woman is going to be like, well, I don't know. On a teacher's salary, would you be able to provide for me? No, nah, that's not the reality. That's never been my reality that it, it's. But it's out there. But it's out there, though, for sure. Okay. First things first, ladies. My mom always taught me to have your own, have your own. You should have your own money, have your own, you know, place, be established yourself. And a man is an addition. And that goes the same way as men. Like when you Mm -hmm. dealing with someone, it's an addition. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm pretty much like, I'm very, I'm not old school like that. I think things should be 50, 50 Mm -hmm. in a relationship. And that goes for bills. That goes for, you know, however you guys want to handle things in your relationship, things should definitely be 50-50. I don't believe in the man taking, you know, all of the responsibility. Of course, I still want my man to be, you know, somewhat the man of the household. Right. And, right. you know, hold himself to that. But I'm not the type to expect him to, you know, just be the only one financially supporting the family finances are a luxury at this Mm -hmm. point in time. Like, and that's the conversation that a lot of people aren't having. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars and up, you are literally in the 20 to 10 percentile of the country. At that point, you're no longer in the same like tax bracket as most people. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a single individual that is making that amount of money. So, Yeah, if you find yourself in a position where you find a mate that is making that, then you are in a luxury. And I agree with the the sentiment of like, if I'm making 150K and my girl is making 25K struggling with her Mm -hmm. bills, I should I should Mm -hmm. in that instance be like, babe, don't worry about nothing. Mm I'm going to pay for everything like because I have the means to do so. And even 150 K is not as much as a lot of people think it is. But uh, (laughs) in that instance, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But 
a man making an average salary and you're expecting you're making an average salary and you're expecting him to somehow mm-hmm. supplement your whole lifestyle it, it, it is a little bit of an unfair expectation. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have it. If that's your preference, that's your preference. Like, that, go for that. But I think that's what Ayana was saying is like, all right, you're going to limit the pool. And not only are you limiting the pool, you're limiting it off of a subpar standard. Because that man can make all the money in the world. But treat you like a queen. N- Honestly, no, I I agree with her to a certain extent. Like you so focused, women be so focused on the money and what they can offer them. But you know, if they can't offer them that, it's like you can be passing up on your like the person that can treat you the fucking best. And mm-hmm. you know, I feel like in my past I have done that. Mm. You know, like I had men that, you know, was Give me the world, but I had that mentality that homegirl had where, you know, I was like, you're not, you're not doing this. You're not able to provide for me how I need you to provide for me. And shit, I could have been married by now. Like I could have been married, could have had kids. Like it's a fairy tale mm -hmm. that every woman that is out there is going to find a man that can fully provide for them. And, uh, contrary to popular belief, that is not how any of our grandparents came uh, came yeah, up and came know. about. You'll hear plenty of stories about grandma was a nanny or grandma was was a teacher and papa was out there with four jobs still killing himself. And hey, it's 2023. Men want to live longer, longer, too. You know, like men don't want to be killing themselves and not even in a sense mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm providing for myself. You're killing yourself for, on behalf of a situation that doesn't maybe necessarily benefit you, especially if you're not married. Like yeah. you're you're still dating somebody. And I'm not I don't I'm not saying these things to deter it because mm-hmm. if that is what you want, then I, I think you should go for it. I think you should always have the standards that you want, but at the same time, like I know from here on, like I mean, I guess as I gotten older, I'm I'm kind of moving on, like, how you treat me. Right. How you treat me. You know, like, I'd rather deal, not say deal, but, like, if you a bus driver, but you're treating me like a queen, I'm going to take that any day instead of dealing with homeboy who's making bank, but treating me like dirt. Like, he don't give a fuck about me. Right. But then I think that also goes back to what's being put, I mean, you know, broadcasted in our society. You know, we got, no offense, City girls, we got all these artists that are sitting here putting out like you know deal with men for the cash, like fucking yep. niggas, like so it goes all back to that, like as well. Asking women to be realistic is not asking women to settle. Yeah, and that that is the the piece there that was was supposed to be taken from that clip, but there's this sentiment that. Everybody deserves the world. I'm sorry to tell y'all, not everybody's going to get the world. (laughs) You might, you might deserve it, but the world doesn't always mean financially. Mm -hmm. Like, like the things that really matter to building a true finances can come later. If you Mm -hmm. build a true and strong relationship, you can build one that can then build you financial wealth. Financially, I do it together. If you do it together, you will find yourselves Mm -hmm. in a position where it's like, oh, I'm living the life that I say I want to live as opposed to waiting for somebody who is like 
finding gold in or a needle in the middle of a haystack. Like you're trying to look for this person that can make three fifty, but trust me, he ain't looking for the average woman either. Mm -hmm. He's looking for a celebrity type woman, or he's looking mm -hmm. for a woman that just is so gorgeous to him that there is no other. But nine times out of ten, whatever that standard is, is not quote unquote average. And so if we're trying to put finances versus beauty to the table, we're we're not even talking in sensical terms. Like we're 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 talking as if we all want to be rappers and mm -hmm. ball players and city girls and Madonnas and all of that shit. And a lot of us ain't gonna be that. At all. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. And at, at least not in that same way. We can be it in a different mm -hmm. way. We can be it in a way that may not give you that fame. and realistic. Yeah. Because y'all not being realistic, most of y'all. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. All these, you know, girls trying to be influencers. Everybody not going to be, like, you're not going to be a top influencer. I'm sorry. Like, and, you know, I have a lot of girlfriends who are pursuing the realm of being a full-time influencer. And they're doing great because they have that, you know, spark they have that uniqueness but then there's i'm just seeing a lot of women that's going on the realm of trying to just be an influencer and it's like everyone is not going to be that top influencer just just, just like everyone is not going to get that high earning man i've seen a lot mm -hmm. of influencers too where their man ain't making as much mm -mm. as them because their man ain't as famous no. so they're not getting the brand deals they're not getting this they're not getting that and what do they do there was a fitness couple where the girl got on and she still she has like two hundred and fifty thousand followers. And when she got with her man, he had about nine hundred. And then she started putting him in her videos. He also was built. She started putting him in her videos and his following started to go up. And now they do things as a couple that kind of bring that type of brand awareness mm -hmm. of like couple traveling and this, that and the third and it only has increased their value and the amount of money that they get together. But you can't convince me that he was making as much as her when they first mm -hmm. got together. No, of course not. I'm sure he was just like a training ass nigga. <laughs> and yeah. she was famous. She and already she had a little on. bit of a yeah. following. And then they built it together. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that in my mind either. I'm not saying that that... I think what is happening is... We don't want men to feel like it's okay or comfortable to just wait for a woman to do the work for them. And I think that yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I do. Because men can, you know, take their time with shit. Y'all get comfortable. That's a fact. Y'all get comfortable. That's and I think that's our issue. We don't want, don't get comfortable. Right. Don't, don't, get, com don't get comfortable. Don't become Tyrese and baby yeah, boy. Yeah. Sitting on a couch, laying <laughs> on a couch, like. This it ain't this ain't it that yeah. ain't it. like well I bust my ass going to work mm -hmm. and now I'm taking care of a child before I even had a child nobody wants that and no, a lot of a men a yeah a lot of men get coddled into performing like that and then wondering why like Issa left Lawrence mm -hmm. they wonder why and it's like you can't sit around and do that because that's disrespectful to your woman as well. You're leaving her to do the work that, one, men still make more than women. Black mm -hmm. men, too. Black men make something like $900 um, a week to a woman's average of $830 a week or something like that. It's some, those are the statistical uh, numbers from the labor force. So 
men are still making more than women. Black men are still making more than women on average. Black women on average. Um, but with that being said, a lot of black men will be totally okay with a woman going to work every day while they sitting in the crib with a hole in a sock mm-hmm. watching TV. And and yeah, a I, bum. I <laughs> that's definition of a bum. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand no bum. Like I can't. What are, what are you gonna do? Like what is this? Like you like you said, I'm not about to be busting my ass going to my nine to five and you laying on the couch. Like I don't like people that have no type of motivation. Like how are you even okay with that for right. yourself? Like that's how I look at it. Like you okay to be laying in a bed doing nothing, not making no money? Like you that comfortable? Like right. I when I come home, mm. I better see your ass on a computer. Yeah, for real. Sending out twenty resumes. Do something. <laughs> Do. I don't care if you outside handing out, you know, flyers, being one of them fly. Do something, do something like do something because you just sitting in the house not doing anything, but you expect me to just be the breadwinner and. You living off of me, like I'm not. I'm not with that. When my birthday come around, you asking me for money to so buy, you buy my gift. Yeah, for, <laughs> my gift. What type of fucking goofy shit is we and on? There's people out here really like that, and there's women out here really giving money. Oh, listen, to, I've witnessed it. I've yeah. seen it. You know, and it is. It, I got secondhand embarrassment off of it. It wasn't even my situation, but it's like, damn, the fact that, and it's sad, you know, like it it is, it's sad to see, um, because you know, what was probably going through for some, some men are cool with it and I fuck them niggas. I don't, but there are men that be in that position and and you know that they, they lost their manhood somewhere down the the road. And how are you okay with that? Yeah. You know, like, listen, you need to fight for that. I'm all for like. If a man is just down and out having a rough patch because we all have it, you know, I'm here. I'll do what I have to do. But if it's dragging on and I'm not seeing you put in no type <laughs> yeah. of effort, yeah. no type of time, you broke. Shit, I'm broke, too. Yeah, we both don't got no we, money. We, like, both broke. <laughs> we both broke. Don't ask me for shit because I don't know. Like We both going to be staying each other looking stupid, stupid. in the face. <laughs> How are we paying for this meal? <laughs> We about to we about to dine and dash because I ain't got no money neither. Yeah, like, like I'm not doing this. Cause you're not about to keep getting one on me. Like I'm not about to be boo boo the fool. Yeah. Like and men, like and that's just not even. Yeah, like y'all start to take advantage of that. And yeah, that know, ain't it. It ain't it at all. So I am heavy on partnership. Whatever me partnership too. looks like, mm-hmm. it could be fifty fifty. It could be seventy thirty. It could be whatever the case is to get us through as partners. But. I am not with the idea of feeling like I'm carrying the whole load in any situation. And I don't want to see my partner carrying the full load of anything. Like I don't want my partner to be taking care of the kids 90% of the time. And that's how, you know, people get overwhelmed and suicidal rates. Like it goes back to all of that. So I don't want my partner washing the dishes Mm -hmm. 90% of the time. Like I, I want to be able to take those, things those burdens and it feel equally yoked sometimes it won't be and sometimes it might be like hey babe i really like to cook so i'll cook all the time because yeah. i like to do it so don't worry about it unless i'm sick or something is up or you feel like nah let me really really do it so maybe that will be a, a thing that's 90 percent in my bag or in her bag or whatever it is but on the flip side of it then that might mean that 
I need to take up 90% of something else. Like, I just don't like the idea of anybody feeling like they are burdened with something to the point. Cause I feel like human beings, we change and we should have the ability and the entitlement to change. You might have came into the relationship cool with doing laundry, but then mm-hmm. be like, ah, don't like laundry anymore. So I had, if, well, I don't have, but I have a friend who was just t- like telling me that, you know, him and his girl got into a little, you know, argument because he came home and the trash was overflowing. And she said, that's your job. Like that's a man's job. And mm. he's like, trash is trash like you know you gonna let this shit overflow and stink up the house like you're gonna wait until i get what if i didn't come home for a week like what if i'm out doing something you're gonna leave the trash to overflow with like certain people really have that mentality that like a man supposed to do certain shit and a woman supposed to do certain shit and i get some like i get some of the root of it right Mm -hmm. like if you live in a house and the trash is outside maybe you don't want your woman having to go outside in the middle of the night to put the trash that's different cool but common sense should should not go out the window because of roles. Right, and that exactly. is the part that doesn't make sense in any of this. Common sense would say, yo, I got home and the trash is overflowing. It smells crazy in here. I'm going to take that shit out because clearly Bay forgot it in the morning or whatever. But it, the, the common sense says this should not be still here. And I'm not going to sit there on the couch with an attitude until my man come home on some, oh, the trash needs to be taken out and that's your job and you didn't do it. Nah, that could maybe be a conversation like, hey, babe, you know, when you go out in the morning, can you take the trash? And he might so have been from like, here on out, y'all yeah, know what, what to do. But like, yeah. And that's that's my thing. Certain things is not common sense. It's not common sense for your man to be making 65 and you making 50 and you trying to tell him he needs to take care of all the bills. That's not common <laughs> sense. It don't make no sense. <laughs> it don't make no sense. You know, it, it makes way more sense for you to say, all right, well, babe, you make a little bit more. So you should take maybe, you know, 60 percent of the bills and I take 40 and that's even or or that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, common sense is, I think, what should should prevail. Common sense is not very common. It's someone, not. Someone told me that and I had to literally because I have a thing. I cannot stand stupidity. And I'm like, <laughs> I said one time, I'm like, yo. It's common sense. Like, and my sister was like, you like, it would be hard for you to really think that common sense is really not common. And ever since then, I kept that in the back of my head. Like the way I keep that to the forefront is not everybody's raised the same way. Exactly. So what may have been common sense in my household, it might not be to you. Wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't instilled in you in that same way. Um, I'm still like, damn, like, it's just not even respect. Like that's common. (laughs) Like, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and I agree. It's definitely dependent on your household, how you was raised. Yeah, for some but people, still, res- like, respect was taken in their household, meaning like the father or the mother yelled everybody mm-hmm. into submission, and that's their version of respect now. So if you don't yell at them, you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like There's so many psychological dynamics that go on with people and how they raised and how they do things. That, yeah, the older I get, the more I'm like, Same. I got to calm down mm-hmm. and take a step back mm-hmm. because it could be that they disrespected me or it could, could be, be that they don't know. They don't know. They, they don't, know. don't know. I have to tell myself that all the time because I felt like that was an issue that I always had. I always felt like, you know, I move a certain way. I do this for this and that person, but I don't get it in return. Right. And I, sometimes I have to be like, listen, 
everyone is not you. Right. Just because you move like that, you can't expect someone else to move like that. So instead of getting yourself upset, just be like, you know, it is what it is. Like, that's a good quality that I have. Sorry that they don't have it. Like, you know, but. And. Yeah. On top of that, we can't help who we attract, but we can help who we entertain. Mm-hmm. And so everybody who doesn't have common sense or has something around, like they may come into our life and it's up to us at some point to say, I'm not responsible to teach them. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible to guide them. I'm not even responsible to be anything to them. If they're showing something that's far beyond what I say I need mm-hmm. and I deserve in my life at this moment in time. And that was a lesson that I had to learn because it was the same thing. I was like, I was dealing with things that women were doing that were just totally disrespectful, out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Not nothing that I should have been dealing with solely because I made myself responsible for, OK, well, maybe I could teach them or yeah. maybe I could show them. And it's like. These are grown ass people. Yeah, it's I not my job. Like I did the same with my ex. Like, you know, I was standing there trying to teach him, trying to have him be the person that I needed. And at a certain point, I was just like, nah, like you a grown ass man. If this is who you are, this is who you are. I'm not about to sit here and like try to change and alter you. And you can't change someone that don't want to be changed or nah. don't try to change for themselves. You're going to hurt yourself trying. Yeah. To. And that's literally what happened. I kept hurting myself, kept hurting myself. Yeah. You hurt yourself, and best case scenario is you do heal them for the next person. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's how it always is. Yeah. Like you don't you don't reap the the benefits Mm-mm. that you've you've put into that. And ain't that some shit? I gave you five years and you gonna go treat the next girl. Yeah. But it's life though. Like the trauma that they've had that they've been working through is all still associated with you. And then when they get to a point of healing and they look back at the things that were trauma, you're included in that. So Mm -hmm. it's like hard for them to start the new slate with you because every time they deal with you, it is attached to to some type of to them to the the things that they had. Yep. So they rather start afresh with somebody that has no clue of that or at least to the point of like, I am healed. To the point that I can be healthy with you as opposed to when I go back with her, I start to fall back into the mm-hmm. negative shit that I was doing um, because that was our pattern and or that's what she was. She was receptive to it or he was receptive to it. So, yeah, it, be, it becomes one of those things where it nine times out of ten, that person, once you heal them, is going to go on and move on to somebody else. What's uh, your final thoughts uh, before we close out? Um, honestly, moral of this all is, you know, focus on you at the same time. Open up to people, but I feel actually the moral of all this that I got out of this conversation is just, you know, know who you are, take accountability and as far as like relationships, if you're not ready for a relationship, people need to know when they're not ready for a relationship mm. too. That's another conversation that we can have. Like, don't force relationships because it's work. Mm-hmm. It is work. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. 
What would dad say? Dad would say this was a healing conversation. It I was a healing it. conversation. I definitely needed that. Yeah. You know, I was just having a breakdown. Uh, yeah, 30 I, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes before we got on. Before showtime. Nah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think yeah. that. Um, yeah, I love the growth path that you're on. I, I like it, too. It, it's it, it be having its own rocky moment. Yeah. But it definitely does feel better than how I was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Or and two years ago. You know, sometimes lighter. Sometimes you think about, like, why you were put in people's lives. Like, what was the what may be the overall reason? What may be the overall goal um, when everything is all said and done? what that story may look like and i do feel like over the last couple of months it's been feeling like i can see some of the impacts that mm-hmm. the time we spent together has had mm-hmm. um and then all of it is in the positive way and i'm not trying to take any type of ownership or oh, we uh, to have like a little sentimental moment <laughs> <laughs> i'm not trying to take ownership of your growth because that is all you but um, again, like I could just see from when we first kind of connected and how we were to how things are now. And the energy is so much more inviting and soft and like healing. It doesn't feel like I got to be on an eggshell waiting for you to snap yeah. about some shit. Yeah, I was steady snapping. <laughs> like I just, uh, I don't even know what my problem was. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what my problem was. Nah, you was probably was, dealing with a lot. I was dealing with a lot, but it was just also, it just goes back to, you know, a bit of toxicity, a bit of like just being in these negative patterns with people. Yeah. Again, like I believe in soul ties. I believe in who you, you know, spend time with, you bring that energy towards right. you. So, right. you know, within these last two years, I had to lose certain people. I had to go through certain shit for it to, you know, wake me up and make me reevaluate shit and appreciate the people and the things that I do have. Like I always try to tell myself nowadays that, you know, nothing is really ever that deep. Right. Nothing is ever that deep unless, you know, someone is, you know, people can be going through worse. Like somebody could be really sick. Someone I walk down the street, you see homeless people all the time, you know? So I always try to tell myself that I'm blessed in numerous ways. So what I'm going through right now is nothing compared to what someone what else it is could going be. through yeah. or what it could be. And yeah. that's what's been keeping me like sane. I mean, I'm still not fully there, but like I'm, I'm working on it. You're there. You're there. You think I'm there? I don't, I don't know. You're there. I mean, you still got I be some, having my moments. I be having my moments. You still got work to do, but, yeah, but. You're, you're there. I think you're. Yeah, you're in a space where you're taking accountability. You're in a space mm-hmm. where you're open and willing to accept certain things. And that, to me, is where any... That's all that anybody can ask for, right? Like, you, you're you not going to be perfect overnight, whatever perfect even means. Yeah. And at the same time, like, I don't want to bring that energy... I don't want to bring that energy to other people that I care about. This has been another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. We out.